Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Amen. But I was recently praying one night. You know how sometimes you just lay on your bed and you just talk to the Lord. And, uh, and I was just talking to the Lord about, you know, some of the things that's going on and praying over the people and, you know, and about the situation. And I said, okay. I said, I'm just going to have to just trust God. Have you ever said that I'm just going to have to just trust God? It's almost like saying, I'm just going to have to wait. When all of our efforts have failed, then we trust God. In all of our humanness and all the things that we can do, then we trust God. Well, when I said it, you know how when you say something, I realized and immediately realized that I did not like the way that sounded. Come on now. You're the first one to know when the words leave your mouth that it did not come out the way you intended it to come out, but it's also revealed what was in your heart. So if we're true to that, then I'm like, Lord, I am sorry. I did not mean it the way it sounded, but let's go and review the facts of what was going on when that word came out of my mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. So it must have been something that was in my heart that made my mouth speak. And so now I need to know what my mouth was saying because I needed to know what was my heart saying. We have to assess our own selves because we're going to be hearing our own selves talking and we talk to ourselves a lot. So we need to know what is coming out of our mouth and that will give us an indication of what is in our I'm not talking about my brother. I'm not talking about my sister. I'm not talking about the person down the street. I'm talking about what's in my heart. Amen? So I quickly apologized to the Lord. And I said, God, I did not mean that. The way it sounded. Trusting God is not a last resort. It is not. God is not someone we turn to when everything else and everyone else has failed us. But oftentimes, that's the place that we put God. Well, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to try that. I'm going to talk to this one, and I'm going to talk to that one. And when they can't give us an answer and that doesn't work, then we say, I'll just have to trust God. God desires to be what? First. He wants to be our top priority before everything and before everyone else. Do you know who that includes to? You and me. <laughs> Some of us have placed ourselves on the throne of our own hearts. But we must dethrone every idol including us, and allow God to occupy that place in us. 
and upon our hearts. Our cry must be, not my will, but thy will be done. What was the first commandment God gave Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 3? You shall have no other gods before me. A god in the liturgy of the word is an idol. So we don't need to be having any other idols, any other small g gods, including us, before him. He wants to be the top priority. Amen? God wants us to daily discuss, he wants us to discuss our day-to-day lives with him before it has been lived. So for us to go through our entire day, lay down at night, and then say, Lord, how did that go? Number one, you failed coming out the gate because you didn't seek me about your name. I tell you during this time, it's remarkable, and even during retirement, it's, it's remarkable. I have to get up when I get up or when I wake up, or even the night before, really. I say, Lord, what are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing tomorrow? Because I'm a planner. And I'm like, I need to know what I'm doing the next day. Because when I know what I'm doing the next day, it gives me purpose. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm waking up with purpose because I know what I'm doing because I have sought the Lord the previous night and said, Lord, what are we doing? Amen? Amen? We have to seek the Lord and ask him, what is it that he wants us to do? God is the one who made us to fulfill his will in the earth. We are serving God. God is not serving us. He's not serving our own selves and our own wants and our own desires. He's going to do whatever he wants to do to fulfill his will in the earth. And we will get blessed in the meantime. And we will be blessed because of it. But we are here to fulfill the will of God in the earth. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it backwards. Don't get it messed up. We are here to fulfill his will in the earth and we must ask him. We must see what that will is. We must know what that will is so that we can do the will of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Doesn't it stand to reason that we should consult Holy Spirit who is our counselor our advocate, our leader, our guide, shouldn't we consult him first? Amen? The way has already been made, and we need to ask Holy Spirit for directions. If the way has already been made, because God finished the work already, this is a finished work, So he already knows what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. And if we're going to be in his will, then we need to seek him and ask him what that will is. And the scripture tells us in Matthew 6.33, seek ye what? First. Seek ye first, Stephanie. 
try to stay awake. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sometimes when we eat, we stay awake because something is going in our mouth. So let's let's open up our mouths and read and, and agree with the word, amen, and get the word out in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Come on. Now when go ahead. Let's do it all together. Now, I know some of y'all quick and some of y'all a little slower, you know, but let's do it all together. Wait on your neighbor. We're going to do this in unity and on one, in one accord, okay? Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly, so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Amen. Jesus and his disciples got in a boat together. That's important. God was in the boat with his disciplined ones, the ones that were following him. God is in the boat with you and I. Right? This is what the scripture said. He says, when his, now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. Jesus got in the boat, and the disciples followed him. So who's in the boat? You, and who else? Jesus is in the boat. That's good to remember. And then it says, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves. The voice translation says, out of nowhere came a great tempest, a great storm, amen? So that the boat was covered with waves. Have any of you have ever been in a boat and in the, and in the middle of the sea and or on a cruise ship and you could just see the waves? Even on TV, you could just see the waves just maybe even coming up and shaking the boat. And you'd be, first thing we do is grab our stomachs. It's like, come on, come on, come on, stomach. <laughs> Get it together. Give it to oh, we always got one of them in the bunch. <laughs> come on, let's ride the wave. Let's ride the wave. <laughs> always one in the bunch. Okay, amen. Hallelujah. We need her. <laughs> amen. But the boat was covered with waves, but Jesus was asleep in the boat. Now I'm trying to imagine, I went back to my time of going to Israel and we remember we saw a model of one of the boats back in that day. And I'm like, well, where, where was Jesus asleep? Because of the waves was covering the boat. It didn't say anything about Jesus got wet. <laughs> so he must have been in the bottom of the boat or in a different level of the boat because the waves were covering the boat. I'm like, okay, so Jesus was asleep in the boat, and the disciples, and then a storm arose. Let me go back. The disciples followed Jesus in the boat. They had the word of God present with them, yet a storm arose. 
It is better to go into a storm with Jesus than without him. It is not always about us doing something wrong when we find ourselves in the storm. But when we are doing something right, we're in the right place at the right time. A storm can still arise in our lives and know God is with us. Now, we know that some of the disciples were fishermen. They knew how to handle themselves on the water, and they must have been through storms before. So they were acquainted with being out in the boat. But it is recorded that one happened suddenly, this storm happened suddenly, so there was no time to make preparation. They didn't see it coming from afar and go, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. It's like looking outside today, you can see where the thunder and the storms were coming from, and then they gradually kind of rolled in, and you could hear the thunder, and then you heard the rain, and then you saw the lightning, and so you could make preparation. But there's sometimes a storm will arise in our lives that there can be no preparation. You're just in it. Scripture calls it a great tempest, which means it's a violent, windy storm. While the tempest describes the type of storms, the Bible also adds the word great, which means that it was a greater than normal tempest. It wasn't just a normal one, but greater than normal. The disciples who were being trained and they were being taught Faith in God went to Jesus and woke him up. And I don't think they said, Jesus, do you not care that we are perishing? (laughs) One one translation said they were shouting, Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing? You know, we don't, you know, it's not like we used to do our kids. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Wake up. Wake up. It's time for you to get up. Come on, come on, come on. We, you know how we ease them into waking up because we know they're going to be grouchy when they get up. But you know, sometimes you just don't care. You just need them to move. You need God to move because there's a storm in your life and you are afraid. You don't know what to do. And so we cry out to God, God, wake up. Don't you care that I'm about to die? Don't you care that we are about to perish here in this boat? Don't you care? They weren't concerned about Jesus going down in the boat with them. They were concerned about them going down in the water. They didn't say, Jesus, wake up, because you're about to die if you don't do something. They said, we're about to die. (laughs) But I'm so happy that when He arose after their cry for help. Jesus responds to our cry for help. I am never ashamed to cry out to God for help. And that is often. Amen? It's not because of any knowledge or uh, great knowledge. I often ask God, why did you choose me? I said, I, I am, I, I'm, I'm not, I told him last night, I am not the sharpest tool in the box. <laughs> I'm not. You, you just have to know. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> but you know, God calls those who are least. God calls those 
praise because we know that we are not the sharpest knife in the box Amen. or in the drawer. We know that. And so we go, God, that had to be you. <laughs> oh, God, that had to be you. It had to be your glory. That had to be your power. And that's the one of the things that I remembered um, when I was repenting. At the end of it, I'm like, and I couldn't sleep. I'm saying, this had to be God. The devil ain't going to have you repenting. It was the glory of God that was in the room that had me repenting and had me getting things right and having those things coming up and out of me. I said, ooh, the glory of God is in this room. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my God, the glory of God is in this room. My God, he is up in here, up in here, up in here. Jesus. 
But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. But in this particular passage of scriptures, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. In verse 24, he says, but now the boat was in the middle of the sea. So here we are, disciples again, they're in a boat. And here they are, trying to go to the other side. Why? Because Jesus said, I need you to go to the other side, but you're going to go before me this time. And so Jesus sent his disciples, put them in the boat, to send them to the other side. And so now, once they got out there and they got to rowing in this boat, then they found themselves in the middle of the sea again, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And then it says in the scripture, verse 25, now in the fourth watch. And I'm like, what is the fourth watch? The fourth watch is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. That's Laura's time. <laughs> that is not Pastor Yvette's time. It may even be Jesus' time. And I'm trying to get, get with him, amen? <laughs> but 3 to 6 is the last watch before daybreak. And so Jesus, and during this time, went to them walking on the sea. And after Jesus made him let himself known to the disciples, Peter answered in verse 28, Lord, if it is you. Now Jesus had just said, it is I. He made himself known to them, but Peter still said, Lord, if it is you. Because they had never seen a man walking on the water. I don't know. I, I don't know about you, Lord. This one over here, I don't know about her. But <laughs> she just excited about it all. <laughs> and so, Lord, I'm gonna talk to you. I, I, I don't know if this messing with the kid. Um, but you know, they didn't know. Peter did not know. And he said, Lord, if it is you, I need some reassurance. There's some times in our lives we just need Jesus to reassure us that it is him. Amen? If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says what? Come. Sometimes we hear God calling us and he says, come. The circumstances look like the winds are and the waves are all around us. We're in the middle of the storm, but yet Jesus is saying, you want to come to me. You, 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 want to, you want to get out of his present circumstances to come to me. And yet you see the winds and you see the waves and you see the water. But I'm beckoning to you. Come on. And what did Peter do? Peter had come down out of the boat. Peter had to get up, go across the edge of the boat, and go down to the water to begin to walk on the water. I'm always fascinated about that. When Peter 
began to take his eyes off of Jesus, Peter then began to seek. But I love it because Jesus reached out his hand and grabbed Peter and helped him and brought him up out of the water of sinking. And he did, he addressed him and says, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? We talk about Peter and all the things Peter did, but Peter had a boldness. He had something that the other disciples did not have because Peter was willing to step out on his faith and to believe God that God, that he would be able to walk on the water. The other disciples were still in the boat, but Peter got out of the boat. Will you, will I be willing to get out of the boat? Sometimes I think today is an example of us getting out of the boat. Others may be doing something else because that's the choice that they made. I'm not talking about their choice. I'm not talking about their reasons. But there is a remnant, there is a people who would get up out of the boat and, and say, Lord, it is, if it's you, say, and if it is you begging me to come to you, and Jesus has said, come. In this particular circumstance, I texted Stephanie and said, uh, uh, you know, I heard the governor, you know, we still meeting? She said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> we still meeting. I'm like, okay, I'm still coming. And then she texted me the next time to go, you still coming? I said, you still meeting? I said, yes, I'm still coming. <laughs> you know, it's like getting out of the boat. We had to get and make a decision that we were going to get out of the boat. We're not trying to be, uh, uh, we're, we're not trying to come against the, the things of what the governor has said. We, we are trying to just meet with Jesus in the sea, and the trouble is all around us, and there's a need for us to gather, a need for us to pray, a need for us to give God glory, and we just decided to get out of the boat. The rest of the disciples, you okay, you can stay in the boat, but there's something on the inside of me that I must get up and out of the boat. There's something that is in me that I've got to rise up and go forth in the name of Jesus, and every knee shall bow and every mouth shall confess that Jesus is Lord, and I'm not worried about no coronavirus because I've already pleaded the blood of Jesus. We're taking care of all of the normal precautions of doing what it takes, but I'm getting up out of the boat. I am coming to worship the Lord. Yes, I worship him in my home, but I'm worshiping him with you. I am worshiping him with you. We are worshiping together and giving God all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In our journey in Christ, we may have the only we may only have faith like a grain of a mustard seed. But we can use it to cry out to God for help. James 1, 3, and 4 says, reminds us that when your faith is tested, and it will be tested. Where is it going to be tested at? In the storm. When you're in the storm, know that your faith is being tested. The storm is not to destroy you. Your faith is being tested. And your endurance has a chance to grow. 
I don't know about you, but my endurance is growing, sitting up in that house, and we only in one week of the three weeks that she told us we got to stay up in the house. I'm like, Lord Jesus, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me. I'm like, what else do I need to do today? Because I'm trying to pass the time. I didn't call people, checked on people. I didn't pray. I didn't read my word. I didn't get up and make some jewelry, Lord. I didn't do everything. I didn't clean the house. I didn't mop the floor. I didn't wash the clothes. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, it's only Wednesday. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. <laughs> and so I am excited that I have made it to Sunday at the end of the week or the beginning of the next week. Amen. <laughs> And so we have to trust God. We're all in the boat where we have to trust God. Amen? So the scripture says, for when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Woo, Lord. For when endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and you will be ready for anything. When this thing is behind us and we have made it through, oh, we're going to be strong. We're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might because we know that it was not in us to be able to make it. It's gonna, we're going to know that it's not in us to be able to endure. We're going to know that it's not in us of ourselves that we're going to be able to keep our minds fixed on him. We're going to know that it was God who brought us through. And we're going to know that it's God who helped us. And we're going we're to know that it was God who was leading and guiding us. I'm not that strong. But in him, I can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens us. Amen? Yes, we can. <laughs> Next slide. Here's the last example. And then I'm almost finished. The Apostle Paul, let's go ahead and read the scripture. And then I'm going to jump around um, doing verse 10 and then we'll read 22 to 25. Come on, let's read. Saying, men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told to me. The Apostle Paul also found himself where? In the middle of a storm. My God. As he was on the ship that would take him to Rome after he appealed to Caesar during his trial for his belief and testimony of Jesus. So in this particular passage of scripture, Paul told the ship's officer 
that it was not safe to travel onto Rome because it was in late September or October that they were sailing and that was not the time for ships to sail because the wind and the, the sea could be contrary during those times. But yet they wanted to get to a certain place so bad that they were willing to try it. They were willing to go and do something that they knew that they, they should have known may have caused the problem. So Paul told them that it was not safe to sail. And he perceived that trouble would befall them, the loss of cargo, injuries, and danger to their lives. But they heeded the voice of the ship's captain and owner rather than Paul. There are going to be times when you would say something, time that you would perceive something, and people will not believe you. Yeah. 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 They will not believe you. They will not believe you. Even though you know that this is God and there's a witness in your spirit that, you know, something ain't right about this. You may not be able to pinpoint it. You may not be able to articulate it, but you know within your spirit, man, that there's something not right. But they did not heed. Everybody may not heed you and they will continue to go on. Amen? So they continued for what they thought was a good reason. It was a poor place to spend the winter. And it was an exposed harbor. As they continued to sail, the weather changed abruptly. And they found themselves in the middle of a storm. Here's another storm. Now this storm was called a Euroclion, or a Northeaster. Now we know about those types of storms today. That means if it's, if it's during the winter time, we're going to get some snow, a lot of it, because the because the way it forms, it's gonna be it's gonna be surmountable, amen. Or if it's if it's gonna be uh, maybe during the the rain, it's gonna be a lot of wind, rain, tornadoes, hurricanes. So it was a bad storm. It was one of the worst types of storms that they found themselves in. And after many days, all hope of being saved was lost. Sometimes in the middle of a storm, we will look and we will wonder, am I going to be saved? In the middle of the storm, sometimes we lose hope. Come on, let's be honest. I don't know how many storms, you know, I'm like, God, I'm done with this. I just have had it. I give up. Amen? I get it. This storm is too rough. This storm is too big. I don't even know how to deal with this story. But then Paul came to them and says, Now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And then he said, God has granted to you all those who sail with you. Sometimes we're in the boat, and many times we're in the boat and others are with us. And those other people who are with us in the boat, we are there for a reason, and they are there for a reason. We are in the boat together for a reason for us to be able to encourage one another. There will be times when I will be weak, and you will be strong, and I will need the encouragement. 
There are times when you may be weak and I'll be strong and I'll give you the encouragement. But we are in the boat together. Amen. During this particular passage, uh, there were some men who decided they were going to try to get out of the boat sooner. And Paul said to the captain, if these men leave the boat, I cannot guarantee their lives. There is going to be a time that we need to stay in the boat together. Together, we have to stay in the boat together because there's something about the two or three that's gathered together in his name that he will be in the midst of us, that we need God to be in the midst of us in the middle of this storm together. Amen? A threefold cord is not easily broken. If we're together, if I fall, then you can pick, help pick me up. If you fall or stumble, I can help pick you up. There is a reason and a purpose for us to be in the storm together. You are not in my life for no reason. I am not in your life for no reason. There is a purpose and there's a destiny for, for me to be in your life and for you to be in my life. I may not know it right then and there, but surely before time continues, I will. It will come to pass. Amen? Amen? Amen. So in summary, let's go to the next slide. I just got a few points and then we'll be done. When our faith is tried beyond our current level, we cry out to God and he will save us. We have faith as a grain of mustard seed. And then we can grow our faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if we continue living, there may be a time that we, our faith may be smaller than the circumstances that we're in. And when that happens, we are not lost. We are not without hope. We can cry out to God and he will save us. In our little faith, Amen? Amen? He will save us. So we don't have to worry about that because God is there to save us. Next point. Stay in the kingdom of God. There is no better time and no better place. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we will be tempted to get out of the boat. Do not leave the boat. The boat is the kingdom of God. You go, all this trouble is coming to me and I'm in the kingdom? Then know that if you're outside of the kingdom, what the trouble really going to look like. And then you will be lost on top of that. But if we're in the kingdom, we know that God will save us, God will keep us, and God will heal us and deliver us. But we have to stay in the boat. Don't believe the lie of the enemy that you just need to give up on your faith. You need to not believe the lie of the enemy and say, you know what, I'm just done with this church. I'm done with this people. Matter of fact, I'm just done with God. That is the lie of the enemy and know that the enemy is coming to kill, steal, and destroy that which you have and that is your faith in God. Come on. Amen. 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 Stay in the kingdom. Amen. Stay in the kingdom. Stay in the kingdom. Next point. When others around you lose hope, you are there for such a time as this. That may be your such a time as this moment. You may be the person who called me one day and I am down at my lowest and you don't know it, 
but you called to give me an encouraging word. Bless God. That's your such a time as this moment. I may text you and I may call you and, and just bless you or just say hello. I remember saying, I, I remember uh, responding to Cammy one day and she was like, oh, you called me or you texted me. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, but it was, yeah. I mean, you know, for me, it was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? To her, it was like, you did this? You thought of me enough to do that? And I'm thinking, you know, you begin to realize your impact that you have on individuals. Amen? And so to be obedient to God, when God tells you to go reach out and touch them, you don't know the impact that you're having in their lives. Amen? Amen. And she blessed me last night, too. Amen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she was checking on me, making sure I'm going to be here. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Not really. She didn't do that. Um, but she did reach out to me. <laughs> um, then the next point is the pathway may be through the storm. You know, we often want it to be smooth waters, calm waters. We might always want to go around the mountain. We might want to go over the mountain. But sometimes the pathway is through the storm. And it's not something we want to do. Not something we, you know, we go kicking and screaming because we like, not this way, Lord. Yeah, can we do it some other kind of way? That isn't that the same thing Jesus says? Yeah. Can, 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 can I do this some other kind of way, Lord? Do I have to go to the cross? Do I have to die such a brutal death? That's good. But what do you say? Not my will, but thy will be done. It's the same with us, but yet we can't even compare to Jesus because we're not even shedding any blood. We're just fighting against our own wills, our own comfort. And we have to declare, God, this is not the way I would have chosen for myself. Lord Jesus, no. But if this is the way that I have to go through to get to the other side, so be it. Amen? The next point. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. We will get to the other side of these current circumstances. Be encouraged. Use your faith and your trust in God. And above all else, keep your eyes on Jesus. We will get to the other side. Stephanie, you're going to get to the other side. Stephanie, you are going to get to the other side. Now, getting to the other side does not mean that you see the end. You just know that you're in the middle of the, of the, of the storm. But there has to be an other side. But we don't see the other side, but that's when we have to exercise our faith to know that I am going in the direction that God has called me. I am in the will of God, that I'm doing the will of God, and I am going to the other side. You're going to get there. And unfortunately, just like the caterpillar that we talk about, who turns into a butterfly, we cannot stop this process. We can be with you as you go through the process, but we need not to stop the process because that will hinder you from getting to the other side. But we can be there to support you. We'll be there to love you. We will be there to pray for you. But we have to 
to the other side. We all have a process. Laura, you have a process of getting to the other side. She helped me with one. Amen. But you're continually going through that process of getting to the other side. In the middle, don't know what to do. People acting crazy, acting a fool. Amen. And you just wonder, Lord, why am I here? There's a purpose for you to be in the storm so that you may be the one that goes to God to save their very life. There is a purpose for you being on the job. And you've got to stand. And having done all to stand, we have to stand there for. We can no longer just quote scripture. We are living scripture. We are the living word of God. We are the living word of God. When you see it on a page, you might as well look at it because the manifestation of that word is going to come into our life because if we believe it and receive it, God is going to show it through us. Amen? But we will make it to the other side because we are not alone. He said he would never leave us nor will he forsake us. But he would be with us even to the end of the age. Amen? I was thinking of a scripture. He said, uh, it's about confidence. We need to make sure that we keep the confidence of God because he's going to be with us. I'll remember it later. But amen. But God bless you. Thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to come before you and give you this word of the Lord and say, trust God. Amen? Just continue to trust God. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.